Greetings, lovely listeners. You are listening to Saga, a podcast where a dude and a chick discuss art and animation. Thank you for listening to Saga Podcast. These are your favorite podcast hosts, Sarah and Garrison. And we're here today um, to talk to you about a very special creator of um, animation called David Firth. Spoiler alert. This audio may contain spoilers. So please proceed with caution or an open mind. I don't care. This is a British animator who... Um, started kind of back in the 90s early 2000s really getting um getting popular on some like kind of really popular sites like ebombs world you know um i think this was even before youtube came around we you know we had those like myspace it got really big on myspace um zanga you know all of those ones and um lately and like so ever since solid fingers he's this is the creator of solid fingers this is that's his most notable animation ever since he's done that he's created so many other um interesting and kind of thoughtful and provocative animations some of which are really gruesome i would not recommend anybody with a faint heart or stomach watching some of these because it can be really kind of dark um but there are some that are interesting and make you think a lot um so i really i really recommend checking him out he's done a lot of stuff and we'll talk about some of that here as we go on um but yeah did you want to add anything before i went on Right. Well, before we started recording, you mentioned that you have history with his work. And I mentioned that I have very limited experience with his work. And this week um, has been uh, diving in head head first. And I quite enjoyed myself. Yeah. So what about it did you enjoy this creator? It is very surreal like even when there's some disturbing things things happening on on screen it's it's not scary it's it's almost comforting in some way and it is um like it's it really goes by by sort of dream logic in that things make sense in the context of what's happening like you like even though it it doesn't make sense it makes sense in how the story treats it and how the characters treat it hmm interesting Mm -hmm. Uh, i don't think yeah i just don't think i ever really recognized that until you said that well what sort of drew you to his stuff all of what you just said that's kind of it. Like you really just like nailed it right on the head. Um, 
it is this weird feeling of like wanting to watch more because it it like feels warm and welcoming but it's so disturbing like why is that like is it the voice is it the music it's voice. Yeah. yeah maybe it's the voice it's this british voice and it sounds and it's the words that they use they use a lot of really strong descriptive words um as the as the on the part of the main dialogue and it's poetic but not well really i i think it's just that david has a very soothing voice and it's almost like so actually david firth is not the one that um voiced a lot of the stuff that he did he had a friend to do some of most of his um voiceovers really because it, yeah. it sounds like him and it, I, I mean in solid fingers it might be him but he might have he probably had a lot of uh, he had a lot of help from other um individuals doing voice work well i listened to some of his interviews and he said that he really doesn't like to use outside people too much because uh like he 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 knows his his vision and just using other people will just like slow down the process so i i don't know but uh before we go any further he was born on january 23rd 1983 in doncaster south yorkshire and his first video is at least 14 years old and one of his first videos was that was like a stop motion clay thing back in in 2003 called called a day in hell and he made that while in university it's very experimental you can tell that this is his experimental phase right and i think that oh hello i'm still here okay well, well i think that um that all oh, right all right so i think that looking at his body of work throughout the throughout the last 14 years and like seeing his his evolution is pretty interesting it's it's quite cool right and his most recent um animation that he released was only just back in october of 2020 so it was just two months ago or like you know several months ago that he released this um new animation so he's still going strong yeah definitely um do you just want to go through like some of your favorite works of his or how do you want to go i mean well obviously salad fingers is a huge favorite of mine that's what got me into david firth um but I'll, i'll mention some of the other stuff some of the other notable stuff that he's done real quick um so he you know he's worked with some huge organizations such as like bbc he's done uh video game voiceovers uh for huge video games some small you know like uh he's worked with grand theft auto 5 as a voiceover um he looks like not only is his stuff kind of creepy but he looks creepy like he's a creepy looking dude um super skinny like just kind of interesting looking i would say um he's also like composing he he composes music too so he recently released a um a an album 
under the name of Locust Toybox. I guess he goes by the pseudonym of Locust Toybox, and um, he released an album called Toyboxica. I haven't listened to it, but I think I might listen to it after this. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much some of the most recent stuff that he's done. Um, right, well, some of his other series that he's done is the Burnt Face Man, uh, which is like a superhero with a burnt face and that's why he fights crime (laughs) and then there's jerry jackson which is uh really confusing i don't know if i quite understand it's like a guy and he's uh not very smart and he basically just lies or like says stuff that that's on his mind with no filter and kind of makes an ass out of himself and then there's the the sock series, which is top tier. That's that's some great best, stuff. yeah, best animation you can find anywhere. And then there's sure. the black and white series, uh, which is only like a couple of episodes, which is like a about a guy uh, who gets really angry and and aggressive. Um, what other series? Cream. Which is not a series, but was one of, which is one of his more recent shorts. Was have you seen Cream? I did. Yes, actually, um, I I think it's such an interesting. This is probably his most provocative piece to me. Makes me like really think. Um, it, this this one is about um, a scientist who invents a special cream that can literally do anything, cure anything, you know, et cetera. So it like, it takes away all human suffering. And it's so, it's such an interesting thing. And then the scientist, you know, ends up getting arrested and getting murdered in jail because he um, invented the world's best thing. And now because the top, the top 1% is no longer profiting, off of the the mass majority because of cream um they put him in jail so like how does he come up with this stuff like that is my question for david firth and like where where is the commentary from him on some of this stuff that he's done because i want to know where like where is his brain you know like i want to pick his brain and i don't see many interviews i haven't seen many um read any, many interviews about him um on some of his stuff um and i think that's probably one reason why i was like okay so how am i gonna go into this podcast because i don't know how to explain david firth other than just to t- tell you to watch it um well he does mention a lot that he gets them from, from dreams uh, like like he'll get he'll get an idea from a dream or something and not use use the the dream exactly how he saw it but like take elements from it and then make something out of it uh some of his inspirations and such were written were, were written in stimpy and the twilight zone he got his start with like uh well not start but he like from a young age he would draw comics about like with like poo and blood and guts in it and he kind of just didn't stop yeah 
Right. It became kind of sensational after that. Oh, but um, yeah, he he also mentions in in some of his, some of his, his his interviews that like he doesn't make something scary on purpose. Like he's not looking to scare someone because he thinks that that if you make something scary and then fail, then you kind of like you you kind of failed at trying to make it scary. So he just tries to make it make it in make it interesting same with salad fingers like he doesn't have this this all planned out and basically he likes to keep the audience guessing and keep himself keep himself guessing uh at the same time that makes it fun for the animator okay well that kind of explains the train of thought uh reality behind some of these projects he's done um and the dreamlike you know, environments and music and feel um, behind some of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he makes his own music and his own music, which makes sense because of what you mentioned earlier about Locus Toy Box. Yeah, so he likes to take photos and make his own sounds because it's like, because it's one of a kind and it's more, I guess, fun, fun uh, more fun for him that way. Right. So to kind of explain some of his animation style, it looks to me like cl- like collections of filtered images that are kind of like macheed, like paper macheed together almost, but like, you know, on your screen. Mm-hmm. Reminds me of that one animation. What was it called? It was like, not as told by Ginger. Angela, 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 Anaconda. That one. Like, yeah. yeah. Yes. Definitely. Um, yeah, I thought that too. Um, he started off with just a mouse for his animations. He upgraded to a tablet. Um, he said himself, it's just like a basic cheap tablet with a cheap a monitor that he that he 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 uses um so you mentioned that he has worked with some pretty big names uh such as flying flying lotus you didn't mention that um as well as in, in 2006 he had jerry jackson featured on charlie brooker's screen wipes uh and yes, that's the same Charlie Brooker uh, behind Black Mirror. So that's pretty Ooh. neat. That's nice synergy going on there. That is nice synergy. I like that vibe. I want to be in that room. Do you want to? Do you want to um, go over South Finger specifically now, or do you have a few more comments, just general? Um, I think that was pretty much all I had about David Firth, and unless you wanted to add anything else. Um, right. Okay. So, so, uh, a couple in, let's see, in one of his shorts, there was like a, oh man, which one was that? Where, where there was like this, this like armless and legless human. And there was like a dog or something that, that had like a, that could talk or something. And then the, dog put like a seed in put like a seed inside of the man 
and then the the seed like grew and then killed the dog and then the 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 limbless human like cut off his own like head and attacked. <laughs> sounds like all of David first stuff. I'm not sure which one you're talking about. That that's a good point. Um, <laughs> but speaking speaking about like the the dream logic, watching these, watching it, it's it's a very uh, visceral sort sort of experience. But trying to like think back to it, it's very much like a dream where you can't really piece it you can't really think of it you know it's it's just sort of there as there as sort of as sort of as sort of a feeling that you can't really recall in the right way you know you know what i mean absolutely and you know i think that there's been plenty of animators that have seen David Firth and gotten inspiration from him because of that vibe. Because I'm thinking, like, specifically um, for the Sock series, there's some animations in that series that I know probably inspired creators for Adventure Time, creators for... um, uh, the Midnight Gospel, you know, those kinds of animations uh, have been inspired, I think, by some of the creative creativeness behind David Firth because of that vibe, because of that weird dreamlikeness. Because whenever I try to think back to Adventure Time, it's very standalone, a lot of the episodes, the story is very dreamlike. We're not really sure of the timeline for a lot of the the stuff um the plot and everything behind it so yeah this is this is he captures like how to 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 gain the audience's attention and hold on to it because of that um untold story that kind of leads to nowhere it's so interesting you just want to follow it it's a rabbit hole yeah it's uh it's very much david lynchy like it kind of feels David Lynchy in 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 many ways. Very much so, definitely. Moving on. Yep. So Styled Fingers, um, I really didn't have a strong opinion on this series as a whole until like the last two two episodes, and especially this most recent one, Glass Brother. Uh, that one was fantastic. It was weird. But okay, so. What do you think? Do you have like a theory about like what's going on in in the Salad Fingers world? No, but this one does remind me of Eraserhead a lot, which is David Lynch because of the um, yep. weird baby thing. Yeah, I try not to remember that movie. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, you should be. <laughs> anyway, um, so so the baby. Wait, which? Oh, the oh right, the baby. That, that that he birthed. That's yeah, right. some weird poo baby thing. I think it's interesting that that um well well at least from from the first few episodes, Selfingers says that like 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 he you're not sure if if it's like male or female because he like mentions like dressing up. In like a bride's dress, and like and like lactating, and 
and things like that. So he's turned out not quite sure of like what he he is, what what Salfingers is, and from the very first episode, you know, he's he's mentioned stuff 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 about rusty spoons and orgasmic, very interesting kink. I I can't say um, mine's is much different, but we're gonna yeah. move on. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Um, do you have a fa- have a favorite episode of Salvingers? I think they're all my favorite. Um, for their own reason, like for some reason, I like the weird, like lobby loppy headed guy with the big eye. He's got one big eye and one small eye. And it's like Frankenstein kind of, and he tries to. Oh, it's it's the cage episode. That's what it is. It's um called Cage. And he's in love or something. Yeah, that one's so creepy. I love it though. Yeah, so about like this world and these characters, uh before I started listening to interviews and where David basically mentions that he doesn't have this like story, he's just sort of making it up. And I was thinking that be before I heard that, like, this was, like, some kind of uh, nuclear fallout kind of a place where where everyone was mutated and the population's down to just a few. Um, because, he's, because, because he's always talking about, like, some war and people that he knew. And he made, like, little finger puppets out of them, I guess. Right. Um, but I guess not. I guess not. Yeah, it seems very psychological, like um, like the castaway kind of scene where it's like Wilson and, um, you know, uh, what's his face? Tom Hanks, and he's like freaking out. Like he made a person out of the ball because he was so lonely. It kind of feels like that thing, that kind of vibe when um, you first start watching. Right, right, right. Yes, 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 exactly. And I was actually reading one of the comments from one of the videos and someone said, does, does anyone else feel set, feel sad for Salad Fingers? And I thought that maybe I shouldn't feel sad, right? Because in many ways, he, he, he's happy. And, and pulling him out of this lifestyle would like break his mind. And, and I don't think he would be able to cope with that. So, so, so I think Salad Fingers is best left by himself even though that like sounds kind of unfortunate and sad right but in episode 11 where he goes to the upside down basically and there's like a mirror mother and mirror brother who are apparently like maybe they're real maybe he's thinking this up but if that if that's real then that really sort of opens up the world of salad fingers to new 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 levels of trippiness Mm, right it's kind of um also like that is um not david lynch who is that oh that made um psycho psycho yeah oh uh is it alfred hitchcock is it alfred yeah alfred hitchcock yeah it's very alfred hitchcock in this because of the weird mother uh relationship there kind of weird really 
In... Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I feel like a weird like Alfred Hitchcocky uh like I I've never seen Psycho, so so I don't really get what you're trying to get at. Okay, so um in Psycho there is this man named um Bates and he you know, he owns this hotel. Is it Norman Bates? Is that Nor- Norman Bates? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. He owns this hotel and, you know, he lures in women and he will kind of make them feel comfortable and then take advantage of them and, you know, murder them. And uh, he's got this like weird mother complex where his mom is actually like dead in the attic. Like her body is decomposed in the attic. Whoa, these are actually. These are spoilers. These are you should have spoiled this. We have a we have an alert at the beginning of the podcast. I mean for me. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah, so anyway, um yeah, so his, you know, he takes over the complex of his mom and will murder women because he he his mom was like really strict and never wanted him to have relationships never wanted him to um talk to women always shamed him about women like women will never love you and so he's got this weird complex so he dresses up as his mom and murders women hmm interesting yeah there's um like during that that episode Sal Fingers sort of breaks down and has feelings of feelings of of incompetence and 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 inadequacy, which is something really we really haven't gotten from him at this point. So it it really sort of peels back a new layer to his character. And and speaking of peeling back, in uh, one of the episodes, he like peels back his skin finger and like starts to write that's pretty gnarly did you see the writing that he was doing it was like watching like a three-year-old try to write um it was just like lines fair enough uh well but i guess that would be pretty hard to write with like a long finger or not uh you know he uh he he actually like really likes to like pierce and like cut his fingers a lot having an have you not noticed that? Yeah, it's it's kind of ASMR though. You like that? I do. I don't know why. Um, but him pleasuring himself with spoons is not not satisfying. No, that's just weird to watch. That's like his own kink, you know. But but he it's painful, right? When he, yeah. When, I don't, listen. I don't know if. You're asking me to explain something about David Firth and my feelings about David Firth. I can't, I can't, I can't explain it. I can't explain it. Well, uh, Sal Thingers did did mention that he likes it when the red water comes out. So I guess that's why he does it. There, there's like a pleasure and pain, and I guess that's why he does that. Perhaps he likes passing out too. It seems. Yeah, is that called like sadomasochism? I'm pretty sure it's sadomasochism. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. My kind of guy. Um. So <laughs> he. So he. Uh. I was gonna mention. All right. So you're right. So some some little facts about the origins of Salad Fingers from David Firth. So do you know 
how he came up with the voice for Salad Fingers? No, tell me. He was thinking of his grandma and Michael Jackson, and that's how he came up with it. Well. And the idea for Salad Fingers came from when he was playing guitar, and one of his bandmates said something like, uh, you've got, like, what are you doing with those salad fingers when, 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 when he was strumming? And it just sort of stuck, and he thought that he could make something out of it, and that's how it happened. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so one of his later stories of salad fingers, like maybe nine or ten or so, was actually written as like one of his first style fingers stories but he just now like many years later chose to like finally do that story so i guess that goes to like show you that you don't have to like use you you to use to use an idea as soon as you come up come up with it because sometimes ideas need to marinate or when you have more confidence in your skill so that you can execute the idea properly. Um, just, uh, I guess, something to consider. I agree with that. Age like fine wine. Mm-hmm. Wine. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, so, uh, yeah. Anything else did you want to add about David Firth? Uh, nope. Definitely worth it the watch if you haven't checked out his stuff stuff already uh you maybe should start watching it in the daytime with your blinds open just just so you don't like uh have have a heart attack or yeah or summon demons or whatever but i am curious about like what (laughs) what watching this would be like like high or on acid or on shrooms or something I'll be honest with you. I would never watch this on shrooms or on acid. That would be a bad idea. Stoned, maybe. You could probably be okay as long as you are okay. Like, you can manage blood and weird shit. Um, Otherwise, I would avoid it at all costs. Because you might end up having, like, a bad trip. Yeah, but that's a part of the fun, right? To, like have a bad trip and like possibly jump out of your third story window and land softly on a car below. I think that's called suicide. (laughs) No, but, but see, you're actually going, you're actually transported into one of his worlds, right? Oh, you know, you're right. You're passing on. No, that's right. Actually, that's how the reality, that's how the world works. You don't actually die. You end up in David Firth's um, cartoons. Which is a nice segue to Bandersnatch, the Black Mirror uh, movie thing, where they take some drugs and you have that option to jump off. And and if you do, then something happens. Go check that out on Netflix. Um, But anyway, do you have any final comments? Um, no, David Firth is awesome. I highly recommend him. Um, you know, uh, check him out, follow him on uh, YouTube, and yeah. And and he also has a website, I, it's called Fat Pie, that's fat 
hyphenpie.com. And he's on Twitter too, I guess under David Firth. And he has a band or something that you just mentioned called Locust Toy Box. So if you're interested in that, you can go check that out too. Alrighty, have a good week, guys. Thank you for listening to Saga Podcast, where we talk about animation and animation things. Um, This is your favorite co-host, Sarah, and I would like to remind you before you head off that we do have a Twitter, a Facebook, an Instagram, a website, and soon to be a Patreon. So if you could reach out to us, leave us a comment, a review, anything that you like, and we will appreciate all of it. Um, Otherwise, have a wonderful week, and we will see you next time. Bye. See you next time. I hope you liked it. (laughs) Come again.